Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Well, 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 boys and girls, the Game Awards have come and gone, and it's time for, you know, a little recap session. I figured since we gave you guys a good prediction special, talked all about the Game Awards, you can't just leave it hanging there. we got to follow up with our thoughts on the Game Awards, maybe some of the winners, and all the cool crap that got revealed. So with me, of course, always is Eric. Did you enjoy the show this year, Eric? I did indeed enjoy the show this year. In fact, I feel like the show has been getting better year after year after year. Yep. Yep, from the way the awards are presented, who they have coming up and talking, how they kind of just keep things moving. They only post up, you know, some of the awards, the others they just announce in between. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I still hate, but I understand 100%, is the the commercials. Yeah, yeah. You know, when not the game commercials, but like the ones in in house when they're just talking like, "Hey, you know, Omaha Steaks is giving you this thing." And you know yep. what? Right now, you can get an Omaha steak. Go online. You know what? While we're on break, go get an Omaha steak for 50% off only now. And it's like, mm. I get it. He's got to get money. He's got to He's got to put this together. He's doing the best he can. But, God, I hate those moments. I'm like, just be quiet. There's so many good things to talk about, so many games that you could be talking about. Ah. Uh. Yeah, that, that was one thing that was bugging me, too. I mean, I hate commercials in TV all the time. That's why I don't watch a lot of TV because it's just an assault on the senses sometimes. So when it was like, all right, hey, you know what? Persona 5 won best RPG. Anyway, let's go over here to the girl in the back who looks like Olivia Munn and Jessica Chobot had a baby and she's going to say that eBay has a good deal if you follow our sponsored link or use this code for Uber Eats on McDonald's. And I'm like, but you, you could have said something about persona 5 or about whatever game you could have showed a trailer but yeah that the commercials they have always bugged me and they bugged me again here i just i just miss the hydro man though if you're gonna do a commercial <laughs> make it so stupid and over the top like the goddamn hydro man you and this hydro shit man i think i think you've got a problem <laughs> you've been talking about him for weeks before the show you talked about him extensively last year he was the best part of the show. You know what? Kick Jeff Keeley out. Have the Hydro Man host the awards. That's what I'm saying. I was gonna say you remember him more than you remember anything else. So therefore, <laughs> must have been the best part. <laughs> I just remember the ridiculousness of people actually trying to interview the Hydro Chick Man, mm -hmm. and just be like, "What is, what is even happening right now? Why?" Uh -huh. I know it was all in jest, and they were just making jokes. Because why the hell not? You're, there's a man who willingly stuck a giant razor onto his head, you know, and walked around like a fool for a night, you know. He probably got like 40 bucks for two hours of work, if that. That's right. When they let him go, he was able to go down and in and out or whatever's around there and then go buy himself a nice fifth of something and get back under the bridge. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Good night for the Hydra <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like you, I enjoyed the awards overall. You already said it. It's been getting better and better each year, and it's a damn sight better than the frickin' VGAs used to be back in the Spike TV days of just, hey, I'm a person who doesn't care about any of this. Let me awkwardly read something off a cue card. Whereas this one, it's people who want to be there, people who like games, or, you know, even just content creators who are used to being up on stages or getting interviewed and stuff. Now, I want to mention one thing, and I love the way, like you said, they bring on people who are actually involved. Mm -hmm. People who are in the business, know the business, and everything else. And they, of course, don't announce these award winners until they win. 
Now this is awesome because the surprise is real, the emotion's real, everything's everything's there. Yeah. So I enjoy that, but I wish there was a way to prep them better somehow. Because sometimes mm. you know they come up on stage and they do a fantastic job. You know, thanks a lot. We thank you know our friends. We thank. Da, da, da. Sometimes though they come up and they're scared as hell. And well, mm. they have every right to be. You know, you're in front of all these people, cameras everywhere, crap's going on. I get it, hundred percent. Yeah. But it just, I hate those moments when me as the the viewer, I'm sitting there like feeling awkward and weird, and I'm like, I'm, I'm oh God, please let this person just peacefully get back to the chair. Ugh. I was going to say, that's the worst part is when, hey, you just won an award, but now I feel bad for you because you're so nervous mm-hmm. that it's making me just go, oh. So that's the part that I'm like, man, I wish there was a way to just help them out a little bit, give them a little something, that'll mm-hmm. get them through it, but not enough to where they get cray-cray and do something bananas. So Or to the point where it's always just, hey, I'm up here reading my speech, or hey, are you nervous? All right, just do a video at home. Speaking of videos and stuff, I think that's something they could put into the pre-show. That's probably the one bit of beef that I do have with the show is the pre-show was not very good and not I didn't feel like it was a pre-show. Like the the very first part with Jeff Keeley sitting there and it's like his bacon neck shirt talking to the IGN guy, that was horrible. I, we didn't get to watch it live because we were doing the podcast, but I went back to watch it again and it's, you know, they're sitting in this like cool apartment, but they're just like, yeah, sitting there with my legs crossed and I got this like dirty shirt on and you just like a, a dumble bum guy who's asking me silly questions. It's like, it made me feel like VGAs all over again mm. when the actual show show he's in his nice suit and tie, you know, everything's professional, everything's big and nice and crisp and clean. So I thought that intro to the pre-show was kind of weak. I feel like they could do maybe mock it up like a backstage segment where, you know, Jeff's getting his tie on, you know, and it's like, oh, man, hey, you guys got any questions about how the VGAs work? That's why Bobby's here to ask them to me. Oh, how do these get judged? Well, you know, he could be like sitting in the fake makeup chair, like getting ready. It would be a proper pre-show feel versus just it's shot off site and we look like scrubby bums. I don't know. Mm-hmm. See, I missed the pre-show, obviously, because we were doing the podcast. And uh, never did go back and rewatch it. And I did that on purpose just because I didn't really enjoy the last year's of the year before's pre-show very much either. No. So I was like, well, I haven't really enjoyed the pre-show since it started. I'll just skip out. Now, could I have missed out on a cool thing? Maybe. But apparently I didn't. So I'm happy <laughs> with my decision. <laughs> See, I don't remember the pre-show from before. And so I, I remember just seeing them sit there. When we were doing the podcast, I went, well, you know, I should I should go look and see if it was anything cool, but it was just, it wasn't. And then they, they did, like, the pre-show, which wasn't that pre-show. It was, like, before the main show starts, we have, like, little trailers and, you know, smaller awards. And I think that's the part where you put in, you know, those video acceptance speeches. You know, if we know Faker's not going to be here, I mean, that's a big award, yes, because, you know, everybody knows him and everybody voted on that category. But you should really just put that in the pre-show and have the the main show just be everyone who's there, people coming up on stage going, oh, my goodness, giving real speeches, Where as they did a couple of those in the pre-show. I agree with that, actually. I think that would be really something to look at going forward is all the ones that they don't really announce or talk about too much, have everybody in that category say, hey, give me a one-minute blurb if you were to win – Yes. What you would like to just say. Keep it at one minute. And then that way it'd be like, hey, 
off screen, guess what? This guy won this award. Boom, little 30, 50 second flare of him saying thank you to everybody. And then also in this category, this guy won. Boom, little 30, 50 second. They move on to the next big one or an in-house one or a big announcement, you know, something like that. Yeah, because that's one that, I mean, I think you and I texted about it or at least talked about it the day afterwards. Hey, it was just one of those Jeff Keelers up there. Oh, yeah, also Persona 5 won Best RPG. Anyway, here's this. Like, put that on the pre-show. Have, you know, the little graphics and the little trailers and stuff. And since beforehand you would have had them send in that one-minute thing, all right, they didn't show up, well... Here's the one-minute thing they did a week ago, saying, hey, thanks, everybody. We really appreciate it. Yep. Boom. It's it's just that easy. So at least you get a little glimpse into the people who made that game or were part exactly. of that whole thing, and it's not just like, oh, well, there goes Persona 5 winning something. Cool beans, whatever. Don't care. Moving on to this big thing. <laughs> They're going to get an award via UPS in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And even though, like you said, it's a big deal. You know, it's, a, it's a huge award, and they should mm-hmm. be – Happy to receive it. I'm sure they would have said thank you, you know, had there been a way to do such things. But they can't, you know, you got to totally understand these people can't just, hey, let's stop making our next game or doing whatever to fly across the country to possibly maybe get an award. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I understand that too, which is why I think, you know, when the nominations come out, because there was what, like two to three weeks after the nominations came out before the actual show. Mm-hmm. You just send out an email blast to all the nominees. Hey, if you can't make it or don't think you're going to be able to make it or could possibly miss it, shoot us, like you said, a 60 second thank you. We won. We really appreciate it. Blah, blah, blah. And then that way, even if you do make it, we can just, all right, well, throw that out, toss that out and just up. bring you up on stage. Yeah. Yep. It'd be, that'd be a great improvement. I think that'd make things. Much more uh, rewarding, I guess, would be the word I'm looking for. Rewarding for me as a gamer. Because a lot of the categories I enjoy don't usually get up there. It's usually Mm. just the big game of the years and, you know, some of the main ones. And I'm not always into all those. Sometimes I am, but not always. Mm. Just sad to see my boys. My boys at Atlas just kind of disappeared. Like you said, it would have been nice to see something or hear somebody's voice or just make it seem like something that was worthy of an award versus just kind of a a throwaway line during the presentation. Mm, I agree. Now, one thing they got right, I thought, for sure, was that the entire time you were watching, I felt like there was something happening. Oh, yeah. It was like a game announcement going on, a world premiere. Well, actually, one of the bigger awards where the individuals were present going on. It was always something happening. I didn't ever feel like, you know, just want to go to bed. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way. I was excited the whole time. Yeah, I really like that even in between like the music or the trailers or the actual big awards, they would like, hey, here's a world premiere of this. And we have somebody from the studio coming up here into the little, you know, hangout booth with me to talk about it for like 30 more seconds. I thought that was really cool because they debuted a lot of. I wouldn't say like super indie stuff, but more indie level stuff. So it was nice to be like, all right, here's that little indie thing you might not have heard about. Here's the guy who you, whose name you can now know, and you can follow him to learn more about this thing that we just showed you. I thought that was really cool. I did too. I enjoyed the hell out of it. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go through everything because that's boring. <laughs> so any first, any dislikes, anything you thought really stole the cake that shouldn't have? Hmm. 
I'm, I'm, I'm flipping through it right now. Go ahead and think hard. Think hard. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> going through myself, just like, man, what, what really did any of these really get me up in arms? I mean, well, there's, there's one, one that got me up in there's arms. There's one that did. But... Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will that. say the only one that I kind of was like, man, <laughs> was most anticipated game, but that was one that I wasn't anticipating any of the games. So it was just kind of, hey, Last of Us Part Two, because I think that was the one on that list. Last of Us just didn't hook me. Like we said, I've I've seen the whole game, so I know what happens. But playing it, it just I didn't like it. So seeing that win, the most anticipated game, <laughs> wasn't really a disappointment because I wanted nothing else to win. But you know what I mean. We said, or at least I said, I don't remember. We said it. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two. We both did. Yeah, I thought I thought hands down that was it. I, I didn't think there was a question under the sun whether that was going to be it or not. And we were wrong. The Last of Us 2. How? How? Because Red Dead Redemption 2 is all anybody talks about ever. Ever. I mean, it doesn't matter, like you said, but it is. I, I don't know where it's all coming from because I don't hear it. I mean, I hear people clamoring for Last of Us 2, but Red Dead's in every single podcast all the time talking about it. Every time there's even a scrap of anything, mm-hmm. everything flares up like freaking Christmas. And I feel like that's a more accessible game to like the, the everyday person because, hey, it's an open-world Western game. Everyone loves open-world action games. Last of Us 1 was very linear, story-driven, survival horror-ish slash stealth slash horrible disgusting guts and murder simulator and like that's that's a much narrower field like i can enjoy red dead redemption for what it is for a while last of us one just did nothing for me so like i said i I can see that more so i'm I'm really surprised that it didn't win i'd agree with that because red dead redemption would allow you to kind of open world go around and ride a ride a horse and do nothing if you wanted to whereas last of us was very linear you're going on this particular mission. Here's this next area where you're going to be ambushed. You have to fight through it, figure out how to cleverly get around all these problems. You definitely have to stab this guy in the neck versus in Red Dead. I don't want to do missions right now. I'm going to go and play poker dice. I'm going to go yep. shoot craps. I'm going to go tie a girl to the back of my saddle and, and then just leave her on the train tracks like an old-timey villain. I can do more stuff. I can just kill time if I want to. You can't kill time in Last of Us. Mm-hmm. So that's an odd one, but hey, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, right? It is what it is. It ain't a big deal, ultimately, because both games are still coming out, and you can play either one or both if you want to. Mm-hmm. Then the other one that made me mad, you know what one it is going to be, because I, I put all my willpower into the goddamn spirit bomb. Everything. And it, and it failed. Although I will say, <laughs> before we spirit bombed it, I was going to say, oh, Legend of Zelda is going to win, because everyone else loves it and just rains praise upon it. So I would have been right if that had been my pick, but I was just so sad because I feel like with Super Mario Odyssey in there as well, it was going to one of those two. And then you put in Horizon, which again is another more accessible game, open world action game. And then PUBG, which literally everyone in the world is playing right now, except for us too, because we're doing a podcast. I feel like Persona didn't really have a chance, but I wanted it to because it is so perfect and great. So that was a big disappointment for me. And that's probably the last disappointment of the show. Yeah, that one was just sad, man. Because like you said, we dumped our willpower, everything we had into that. And and of course, no, no, it's a no-brainer. Zelda was going to take it. 
I mean, I don't feel like we got that one wrong because no, everyone knows we're not stupid. Yeah, Zelda, Zelda was gonna win. That's I, there was no other option in the entire world mm-hmm. in which Zelda did not win. But Persona Five just deserved it. Deserved it. Oh dude. yeah, did everything right. <laughs> it was perfect. Perfect game. Oh. And this does kind of sneak into what I wanted to talk about with the orchestra. Right before they did the Game of the Year thing, they did a nice little medley of themes and tunes from all different five games that were nominated for Game of the Year. And I was I was watching it, you know, I'm kind of getting chills because all the good music and, you know, the, the awesome way it's synced up to the, the visuals on screen. And I was like, man, if they did it like the Oscars does, and it's like, hey, we started the show, here's the first award. Hey, here's a track from one of the Game of the Year games. Here's a track from Persona 5. A couple more awards. Here's a track from Breath of the Wild. Here's a track from Odyssey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It would have built up even cooler, I thought, because I like, you know, I don't watch the Oscars a lot, but I like the way they do that, where this is the biggest thing. These are the biggest games. Here's something from them to remind you that, hey, this is coming later. It just makes it feel more special. I liked what they did, but I feel like they could do even more next time. I agree with that. I love the orchestra. I loved how that went down. I, th- I feel overall that whole medley thing was pretty cool. But I felt like it got capped with Mario, and Mario just kind of took the cake yeah. on it. Like It felt like when you came away, if you had just watched that orchestral little medley, and you said, okay, based off what you just heard in this little orchestral piece, who's got it? Mario's, Mario's got, got it. it. I mean, because they got the most attention, the most love, the most focus, and they took the end, mm-hmm. which is, of course, the last taste in your mouth is often the thing you remember. So I was like, oh, man. Because even when they were doing some of the, you know, here's the nominees for this award, it felt like the last one was always the longest one, even in, when it was just, you know, video and stuff. So there was a lot of stuff that I was like, well, pff, I guess Legend of Zelda's getting it because look at all the love they just got. Oh, something else did. But what the- it, it felt like sometimes it was uneven, and it definitely was in that one because mm. you got like two verses of the song when I think I think Player Unknown's Battlegrounds got like thirty seconds maybe, and Persona yeah. Five had like forty five, barely barely more. Yeah. I mean, it was just a snippet more. And I also felt like the Persona Five one they weren't pulling off as well as they did with the Horizon mm. and the Mario bit and even the Zelda bit. I, and that's just because of the kind of music yeah. that's uh, prominent in Persona 5, so I understood. But still, I was like, oh, man. Which is another reason why they should do them separately. That way you can just, mm-hmm. hey, look, here's the orchestra, and here's the specialized instruments we need for this song or this arrangement or whatever. Together, focus, doing their thing. Instead of John's way over in the back here doing this, Tiffany's down there, and yeah, they're working together right now, these six people for this little bit, but they can't see each other, can't do anything with each other. They're literally relying 100% just on the uh, the orator or whatever they call him. The conductor, yeah. Conductor, that's it, not orator. <laughs> well, see, and they had specialty people up in front for that, but I think for that one, like Persona 5, you're going to have like jazzy stuff. You can get like a sax guy or a horn guy or like a drummer just down front doing the thing that you can see makes it special. Or these are the these are the kind of tones and notes that's coming out of the soundtrack. Even if you don't know anything about it, it'll make it a little more special, liven it up some more. I agree. I just want a whole orchestral bit with Persona Five music. Yes, I agree okay? with that constantly, all the time. Just need to do that. Although I will say that whole Horizon bit was my favorite. That was I really good. I thought that was just phenomenal. Yeah, I, I really dug that one. 
that and probably the last piece, the uh, the Mario, just because mm. that was a whole cool song. And if you played the game when that bit came on, it was amazing. Uh, okay. Although that's a big spoiler. I was surprised they did that piece because that's like one of their Easter egg, really cool special moments in Mario Odyssey. Oh, okay. So, but hey, whatever. I just really dug it because I love jazzy stuff like that. And plus, it reminds me of Katamari Damacy. It's exactly mm-hmm. that kind of music. So I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm digging it. Wait, why is this going on for like three minutes? Oh, man. They must be winning, but then they didn't. Yeah. So that was the last disappointment with the awards. I feel like all the others did a pretty fair job. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch got the best ongoing game, and it still it got best esports too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it got both of them. Yeah. I was surprised with that because I thought – PUBG was going to get it just because of its popularity. Mm-hmm. But I still feel Overwatch probably deserves it. But PUBG did get uh, best multiplayer. Yeah, it did. So It did. So it kind of balanced out. Mm-hmm. I felt, you know, it was all right. I wasn't disappointed at all with, with how that went down. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hellblade got, got an award. Got two awards. Got three, I think. Did it? There's, I remember two. There's audio design, games for impact, and best performance. And then best performance, yes. So she got it. Which I really like that when she went up and she was like, oh, I didn't know anything about her. So I assumed she was a voice actress or, a, or an actor. And she's like, I just work, what was she like, a, a software designer or something? Mm, something in the back. Video editor. Video or editor. Like that, yeah, yeah, that was it. It's like, I've never done anything like this before in my life. And holy crap. But I thought I thought that was really cool. Plus, she seemed really. Just genuinely happy and honored to be up there, which is really nice. That was a really cool moment. I like that one. Yeah, I have to say the same. I thought that was a really cool moment, and she was able to get up there and talk and say what she wanted to say. And but you could tell she was jitty, but it was like that good kind where you know everything's going right. And she, and then of course uh, she wanted she went up there. Did she hug him when she first got up there, or only afterwards? I can't remember. I, th- I think it was both. But she was just like, oh, you're such a star, my God, you're amazing, my God. Well, that was so cool. I wasn't expecting <laughs> I him know, to be right? there. And he came out and I was like, dude, it's the dude who does everything so spot on and so well. He's my hero, too. You know, He's done my favorite character in the world. So Yeah, favorite character, the ape dude from Planet of the Apes. You love him. No, not that character. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. That's fine. But no, that's not who I'm talking about. Y'all better know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Now, before we get into some of the games we're excited that got announced, all that good stuff, we got to take a moment, man. Okay. I'm going to say, hey, Yosef. Hey, buddy. <laughs> yes. The shock of the show. The shock of the show, man. <laughs> my new favorite game developer, my favorite games personality, my new my, the person I followed most recently on Twitter, <laughs> Joseph Ferris, Yosef Faris. I'm not 100% sure. You're the man. Joseph. You're the greatest. I love you, sir. That was the that was hey. the highlight of the show for me. That was and the we, best. We learned one thing. <laughs> the Oscar. That's right. <laughs> we did. I don't think we learned much about. Uh, was it No Way Out? A Way Out. A Way Out. I keep saying No Way Out. I don't know why. <laughs> we didn't learn much about A Way Out from him in that particular little blurb. Hey. But we learned a few other things, dang it. I learned that if you finish the game and think it sucks, fuck you. I learned that. Because it doesn't. <laughs> and it doesn't. <laughs> and, and see, you know, I, people were making fun of him on Twitter and all this other stuff, but that's, again, one of the things I love about video games is you, you can see the passion that these people have for their work and the excitement they have for it. 
So it's just he was just up there just going nuts. And then when he got to talking about his game, he was just even more hyped up and excited. And, you know, even if the game doesn't turn out great, seeing him, seeing someone that passionate put that much, you know, crazy controlled energy into a game, it's really cool because you don't get to see that a lot. You know, AAA title, hey, look, EA's putting this out. Well, who built it? Who wanted it? Uh, Dice. Well, who are they? Who, who, who? Well, it's this guy and his team, obviously, but mm-hmm. obviously he's the man behind it. Oh, yeah. So just seeing that made me even more interested in A Way Out. So he kind of did his job just fine. Oh, yeah. Just in a uh, very strange <laughs> fashion. But I, I, I loved it, and I just loved the way Jeff was handling it. Uh-huh. Just kind of sit back going, no, you can keep talking, but you might want to say something about your game. <laughs> nope. Okay, well, you got about two seconds. Nope, okay. Nope, we're done. We got to go. No, we really do. We're, we're not going to be able to show the trailer if you keep doing it. Okay, all right. F*** you. Yeah. <laughs> F the Oscars. One more time. <laughs> this place is awesome. The Oscars can go shove it. I'm uh, like, God bless. Well, I, I'm all on board, man. If you want to come on in the video game world and rock and roll, I'm all about it. Absolutely. So it was definitely the big, cool, shocker moment of the night. Like, what is going on? Oh, yeah, here we go. Hey, it's a good thing they're not on Spike TV anymore, because that would have oh got them kicked God. off. <laughs> yep, that would have been the end of that. Shoop, signal sure. dead. Oh, no. <laughs> Boop. Commercial break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get them off the stage. You're supposed to screen these people. You're supposed to screen them. <laughs> just, just run the segments of the girl in the back. Have her talk about eBay for 45 more minutes till we get this oh, guy off. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Gosh. So we'd be in remiss if we didn't mention that because yes. that was a fantastic moment. So you know what? Let's get into it. Some of the most exciting games or endeavors that you saw during this event. What do we got? Well, I'm going to start with the one I'm least excited about because I can't play it right now because I'm not a millionaire. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite developers, Crows, 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 one of the guys behind, I think it's literally like one of the guys behind the Stanley Parable. They had another game on Steam that was like that, narrative with a voiceover guy. They did the Temple of No. They announced that they're bringing Accounting Plus to VR. They're making the game like twice as big, more stuff to interact with. And like I said, I can't play it because I don't have VR. But if you watch that trailer, it is insane. It looks amazing. It looks over the top, just crazy, nonstop, weird shit happening all the time. So I was excited to see that, even though I was sad that I can't play it. I was just glad to see that, you know, their efforts are coming to bigger stages and they're being able to put more development time into them. Come on, Matt. Just invest, man. Just put that money out there. Do it. I don't want to. Do it. You got all the money in the world. <laughs> and then I can come to your house and be like, hey, man, could I look, you know, just check that out? No, you ain't putting your dirty head on any of my stuff. Get out of my house. That's right. Put a little sheet over your head. Exactly. And then <laughs> look like a KKK member. <laughs> put this on. Okay, now you can put the head part on. And then you'd probably throw me outside. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Uh, shot and killed. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's see how this is going to go. That's how it's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, well, the, I'll, I guess if we're starting at the least favorites of our favorites, I would have to say uh, A Way Out. This one I'm looking at, I'm interested in, yep. and at first I w- didn't have any interest in, but because of Yosef, I said, you know what, let me go look some more at this. Mm-hmm. I, two guys 
One's like a, hey, let's let's calm and think about things, man. Don't be stupid. And one who's just like, F your couch and just throws doors open and handles business and let's roll. Mm-hmm. They got to team up, play together, make decisions together, or just go against one another, you know, and not cooperate properly and have a hard time about things. <laughs> that sounds awfully familiar. And Eric. go on an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, gee, this sounds like something I already do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now we could do it in game form. And streaming, people could just see what our real life's like, except without killing people and stuff. Or maybe, maybe it does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You never know. I'll never tell you, suckers. <laughs> but that one got my attention. I think that's like a possibility for something for the podcast, Third Shift, to do mm-hmm. in the future. And, of course, have fun. No, duh. Yeah, but. absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, too. Another one that kind of sparked on my radar, I didn't know anything about it, even just from the trailer, but looking back on it through uh, you know, some side articles from some other websites, I'm excited for Dreams, which is that one that had the kind of almost claymation or papercraft kind of art aesthetic and just like trippy worlds and then... As the trailer went along, it was all different types of gameplay. Like one looked like a shooter, one looked like a platformer, one looked like some weird kind of like indie bounce around game. It's from Media Molecule, who are the guys who did Little Big Planet. So it is another creation suite that has all these game types in it, and then you can build your own game types, you know, further into that. I was never into Little Big Planet, but it just, you know, that they're putting all these tools into this new game. I don't know, it sparked my interest again because. I just like, I love the art style, love the style of the trailer, and then, you know, all the little teeny glimpses of all the crazy stuff you could do really kind of caught my interest this time in the way that Little Big Planet never did. I'm in the same boat. I've never been a big guy on these RPG makers, you know, level makers, Mario maker, any of that stuff. That's just not my cup of tea. I don't have the patience for it. I just get disinterested really quick Mm -hmm. and then move on. But if this is like those other ones, you'll be able to play other people's levels. And then from that snippet they were showing us, they had a whole ton of really cool sprite-based looking like 2D side-scrolling games mm-hmm. going on. And a lot of platformers, you know, what are happening. Going, I'm like, man, you know, there's a lot of cool, inventive, awesome people out there that create levels for these other games. And, of course, they're going to jump in on this. This is one of those games I could buy. I don't have to create a single level if I don't want to. Yep. And I could just constantly be playing cool, fresh, neat little levels designed by other players and and get God knows how many hours of fun and gameplay out of this. Mm-hmm. It was one that I was like, well, at first I didn't really care about, but I was like, hmm, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad proposition right there. Yep. So it'll be one I look at. I'll keep my eye on it. And definitely, if you're real big on it and you end up getting it, maybe I'll wait and see what you say, you know, one of those kind of deals. So my next one, and this is another one for the show, is GTFO. Oh, yeah. This sucker got thrown out there, and I was immediately like, oh, yeah, I'm on board with this. Oh, yeah. One to four players going in this environment. You're trying to go down in these mine shafts or whatever it is. There's these weird alien zombie hybrid looking things all over the place. You're trying to get to treasure and get it out, and they're trying to, of course, murder anything that's alive or living, and you have to coordinate and cooperate with your fellow teammates to get down there to the treasure and get out successfully. And anything can go wrong. They can hear you. You can blunder through a door you shouldn't have gone through. Your teammates have different skills, seeing through walls, uh, sentry turrets, things like that. This has video game night, drinking beers written all over it. Oh, yes. Because how many times am I going to laugh 
when I can scan a wall or you scan a wall, and everyone's like, don't go over there and bust that wall out. And I'm like, no problem. I'm going to put my sentries and my bombs over here. And then when you're not looking, I'm going to plant a bomb over the wall and say, you guys ready? Yeah, we're ready, dude. Do your thing. Okay. What the fuck? It's too late to apologize. Oh, Quite literally. <laughs> you were going to try and ruin more friendships again. Hey, Sean, play this with us. Oh, Sean hates us now. But I'll have so much fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> Making memories. Yeah, I'm excited for that one, too, especially since they said that I think it's one of the original developers of both of the Payday games is working on the team that does mm-hmm. this. And Payday is one of those series I always wanted to get into just because it's four-player co-op and you're doing like heist missions or trying to do this or that or the other thing and getting like wave-based combat and i've really always wanted to get into those and have just never had the crew to do it with so this one excites me too because it looks like more of the same in like a creepy you know dark scary environment dead space type place yeah oh it's gonna be good so what you got up next buddy i've only got two more coming at you so what are you throwing out there? So I'm probably going to steal one of yours because I know you were excited about it because you texted me about it as soon as it happened. Bayonetta 1 and 2 coming to the Switch, plus mm-hmm. Bayonetta 3 exclusively in development for the Nintendo Switch. I'm going to say right now, this is going to make me get a Switch if I don't have one by the time that comes out. Because I love the first Bayonetta. I never made it all the way through it, but I loved it at the time, and it j- just got sidetracked and distracted by something else it was one of those games where you know i'm not a big spectacle fighter or super combo jones kind of gamer but that made it fun and i wouldn't say easy but more accessible i felt like even though you can go you know super crazy with it obviously yeah but that was one of the first ones where i actually had a lot of fun with it so i was sad that bayonetta 2 was exclusively for the wii u when that came out so now hey i can just get all three right in a row just get a switch and get all three of what are probably going to be some of the best spectacle fighters, best combo action games ever. I am thrilled. Yes, Matt. I got another one, so don't even worry about it, boy. Mm. Don't even worry about it. There's another game I think you're missing that I'll mention here. But I just want to side note with you and say Bayonetta 1, 2, fantastic. Don't ask me how I played Bayonetta 2 because I never owned a Wii U. You did not play it. You probably watched somebody it. play it. I played Bayonetta 2. For a while, and I don't know how. It's impossible. How? It's literally but I not have, possible. I had vivid memories of Bayonetta 2. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. My brain, man. I'm telling you what you did was you watched it on YouTube. I must have watched a gameplay, yeah. I must have watched it. literally no one we know owns a Wii U. Has a Wii U. You're right. I mean, but it's the weirdest thing. I, I obviously played all the way through Bayonetta 1. Beat that. But Bayonetta 2, I have this memory of playing all the way through. But I never owned it, and no one we know owned it, so I couldn't have. No. Which is just, it's so messed up in my brain, because my brain, over time, has said, yeah, you beat one and two. And I'm like, well, nope, that's impossible. You're just trying to be a braggart. You're just hey, man, yeah, yeah. I aced those no, games, it, you know. I'm a real good been. combo gamer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, my little <laughs> my little view of the world switched and went, yeah, you did beat it, too. And I'm like, yep. Terrible. Did it. Terrible. So, see, and this, is a, this is an important lesson for the world. Don't say a lie long enough because mm-hmm. then it becomes the truth in your own brain. Yep. You see, I started going, "Hey, I yeah, I played through. I seen all Bayonetta too." Nope, nope, I didn't. Mm-mm, That's what I'm impossible. here for, Eric. I'm here to shatter your false dreams. 
Damn. Break through your false barriers. You'll never break through all my false <laughs> barriers. <laughs> uh, there's so many of them, I don't even know which ones are real. Obviously <laughs> you don't. See? You get lost in your own game. Oh, jeez. But that looks fantastic. I'm super stoked about it. I enjoyed the first one and apparently enjoyed the hell out of watching the second one. So here we go. Part three on the Switch. Must buy. No big deal. No problemos. Now, the game, I think you forgot. And the game I'm very excited about, besides, of course, the number one that everyone's going to go nuts for, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a second, mm-hmm. is Witchfire. Oh, yeah. Yep. From the boys and girls that brought you Bullet Storm, we're getting another first person shooter that looks super crazy, like Cthulhu, Witch, Death, all sorts of weird wackiness. I don't even know how to really explain this, but it looks like a ton of fun. And it looks like a bad Mamma Jamma shooter, which I always love me a good first single player. Get it out of there and murdering zombies, murdering freaking flying death things, and God knows what else. All I know is the trailer looked really cool, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, I'm on board. I don't even need to see that much more of it. I'm on board. And then you said, hey, I love crazy single-player games, and that just sparked in my brain. Another thing I loved about the show, Bethesda's Save Single Player ad, that was freaking fantastic. Where it was like the oh my God, uh, where it was like yes. the PSA for like oh you know save the hungry children save the animals save single player save player one that was awesome that was I amazing. Loved it. <laughs> yep, I gotta watch that again now before I go to bed because mm-hmm. man I forgot about it. Oh, I watched it, thought it was amazing, and we forgot. Yep. Look at that. <laughs> there we go. Terrible. See, I'm glad you you pulled you pulled one out and then it just sparked in my brain. Oh, you have to mention it because it was so goddamn good. Damn straight. If you do yourself a favor, you miss those, go check it out. Bethesda put it out there, a little false ad, fun thing. You can't miss it. Put in Game Awards, cool Bethesda ad, you'll get it. That's right, exactly. Hashtag save single player. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was fantastic. And then my number one thing I was most excited about, it's not coming out for a long time, and the more just but just the more I see of it, the more I want it. It's Death Stranding. The whole time I was watching that trailer, I was, well, I wasn't on the edge of my seat because I was laying on the couch, but I, I, I crept to the edge and almost fell off the couch. And at some certain points, my eyes lit up and I was just like, what am I even seeing right now? I love Kojima games. Anybody who knows me knows that. He makes games that nobody else can make or does make. Things might get a little bit too far down the rabbit hole sometimes, but you get those experiences from Hideo Kojima and you can only get them there. So just seeing all the craziness in this trailer. I'm so on board, it's ridiculous. As as soon as I find a place to make a pre-order, as soon as they announce a release date, I will be there day one. I will have this game. I will play this game. I will sit there and wonder in majesty at the crazy weird sights and crazy weird distorted dream images. What are they? Who even knows? I'm going to experience this game and just sink my teeth into it and just, oh, I'm going to be up to my elbows in it. Oh, just... I'm so excited. Sorry, Matt. It's years away, my friend. <laughs> years away. <laughs> now, this, of course, is the number one top oh, get hyped about. Death Stranding. It was an eight-minute freaking video showcasing all sorts of cool, new little wondrous CG parts and pieces. Yeah, Norman Reed is doing all sorts of stuff. It was fantastic. Do yourself a favor. Check it out. I have not been encapsulated and captured and just... And estranged by the old Hideo Kojima ever. So for me, this is going to be new. I'm not a big Metal Gear dude myself, but this has my interest. This looks like something up Eric Batten's lane because 
you got some Call of Cthulhu, you got some weird dream world crap, some post-apocalypse something rather going on. This looks awesome. It's, like you said, a mystery, who knows what's going on, dream sequences, blah, blah, blah. I'm starting to go down the rabbit hole on it. I'm starting to watch videos and be like, oh, man, i got to unravel the mysteries here and figure this out. Mm -hmm. Put these two videos together. What do I see? Oh, what's this dude's huge 25-minute YouTube theory? Hmm, okay, well, I understand. And here we go. This is how Mm -hmm. it all starts. Now I'm going to be following this game for freaking two, three years till it actually comes out. By the time it comes out, before even playing, I'm going to be a Hideo Kojima freaking nuthead like you. That's right. <laughs> and now the world will change for me. <laughs> You're going to have a little baby in your belly. It'll go, thumbs up, Eric. You did it. There's already a baby in my belly. As fat as I'm getting, I think. That- <laughs> that's a different kind of baby. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a food baby. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yes, lots of other games that were awesome, but we didn't talk about. So do yourself a favor. Go watch all those videos. Check it out for yourself. Let us know what you think is amazing because I'm interested to see what other people are excited about because, you know, me and you have some of the same tastes. So we're also we're very similar when we're like, hey, I like this. So do I. I'd like to hear some of the others and why they like maybe some of the other stuff that was showcased then. We didn't mention here tonight. So if you got anything else that you think we're really missing the boat on, if you saw a trailer for this and you think that's going to be the next just A, a plus five star indie or AAA game, let us know. You can do that via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Heck, and as per usual, we do have a Patreon set up. We do have some wonderful people, patrons already, giving us a buck here, a dollar there, $500 here or there. If you like what we hear, you like what we're doing, all that other good stuff, think about heading over there, throwing us a tip. You know, we treat it like a tip jar, so just, yeah, you know, here's a buck, here's five bucks, here's a hundred bucks. I'd say give us 10,000 bucks, but you know, that's up to you. You don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> if you don't, that's just fine, because you know what, money's real. You can go ahead and support us via, let's see, hmm, feedback, likes, thumbs ups, follows, mailbag questions, all these wonderful things. But I will say, if you are going to support us, Matt, Danny, been putting up all sorts of cool bloopers, side rails, patron-only stuff going up and out there all the time. It's it's ramped up. We're to the point where we can support ourselves, and we promised when we did we'd start putting out more patron-only exclusive content. That promise has been and is being fulfilled. So, hey, think about going out there and helping us out because we appreciate you guys and we want to keep rocking and rolling. That's right. And, of course, this podcast, IG2G, normally drops every two weeks on a Tuesday. So I would say tune in on the 26th of December for our very next episode. How about this? I'll guarantee we'll have some kind of content up for you guys. It might just be a quick, hey, favorite uh, favorite Christmas games, favorite holiday games type of thing. But we'll have something for you. I can't guarantee it's going to be a full episode because it's the holiday season. And, you know, time is money, friend. And we're almost flat broke. <laughs> So if you want to check out the podcast, you can do that on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. As Eric said, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. We do indeed. Five stars and no stars. Suckers, get over there and give us those five stars. And with that, Matt, I think we're done for the night. I don't have anything else to say, but... Uh, Don't don't forget forget to say... say.